I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And everything's coming up podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Museum of TV and Television. Spin-off. Is there anything more thrilling to the human soul? This week we are here to talk about the Simpsons spinoff showcase. It is the uh, 24th episode of the 8th season. It originally aired on May 11th, 1997. It was written by David S. Cohen, Dan Greeney, and Steve Tompkins. And uh, it was directed by Neil Affleck. Showrunners were... Woo, 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 Bill Oakley and Josh Weinstein! Oh, boy. Uh, we actually just cut that down for the listeners at home. Uh, that went no on for way, about five minutes. No way. <laughs> no way. That's no, it's what they bargained for. Uh, so... In this episode, is a very special episode. Um, I just want to say before we jump into it, um, so this is an episode in three parts, and uh, David S. Cohen actually wrote the Chief Wiggum P.I. segment. Greeny wrote Love Matic Grandpa, and Tompkins wrote The Simpsons Family Smile Time Variety Hour, which I wish was real. <laughs> I guess it is real, but I wish it was even more real. <laughs> I just want uh, Jas- Jasper Beardley to sing Lollipop for like two seconds. We all do. Wait for just wait for just two seconds, because that's basically how long he sings it in uh, in the episode. So you just want what you just want to watch the episode. I just want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. I just want to watch the episode. <laughs> I can't blame you. It is a great episode. I'm very happy to be talking about it. And uh, our guest today is uh, Chris Stevens. Hello. Hey, hey welcome. Chris. Oh, thank you so much for having me, you guys. Oh my God, <laughs> this is a real treat for me. Um, so what made you decide this episode of all of the Simpsons episodes that you could have picked? This episode really makes me laugh um it's also uh <laughs> the it's going out of its way to be really stupid uh it's not about the family at all it relies on uh characters that uh could not hold their own if they had their own show <laughs> which i think is uh super funny um and weirdly enough as like time has gone on and the simpsons has stayed on the air the show has gotten funnier and funnier because it uh <laughs> weirdly like predicts uh <laughs> Crazy things happening, I feel, that the show, in my opinion, might not be far off from actually doing oh, yeah, in the completely. present day. Absolutely. Uh, when they get to the ending where they talk about like what's going to happen for season nine, like some of it was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, I think there's one <laughs> yeah. line where they say literally just like, maybe Mo gets a cell phone or something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> what has happened. I don't know. I remember Dana Gould, when we had him on our podcast, was uh, coming up with, he was reading kind of like his ideas for stuff before he decided to write a very personal episode about adopting um, his daughter. Uh, he was just like, Homer finds a magic hat. <laughs> 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 I want to write that spec script so much. We all want you to write that okay, spec script. Okay, I'll do it. I feel like I feel like cat humor Here has come th- back uh, into into uh, the modern modern day. I feel like a lot of people are joking about hats these yeah. days. The dark ages are over and hats are back, baby. Hats are back, baby. Yeah. Real quick, there is a storefront in South Pasadena that just completely mystifies me. It is called called uh, the Hat Emporium. Oh, uh, there are many of them. That's a chain. Man, woman, or child. <laughs> what? Man, woman, or child. Oh we got God. a hat for them all, baby. <laughs> but I also feel like if you're familiar, if you're a Los Angeles local, you are very familiar with the fact that uh, Pasadena is like this weird vortex oh, of sure. like 
fantastical storefronts that shouldn't be existing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how they're in business. There's like a weird, <laughs> like, unique soda emporium. Yeah, they have like a shop just for cheese boards. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have an olive oil shop that I saw recently uh, was shutting down, and I got happy, you guys. I'm part of the problem. Oh. I was like, that shows them. <laughs> I better not see you on Shark Tank. Some poor family just. <laughs> no, no, the they street. should know their lesson. No more olive oil. It's, e- it's either a Sephora or a van shop or you get out of here <laughs> god I, that's my character evil mayor of pasadena <laughs> <laughs> I, I like love the idea of a mayor that gets excited whenever a business shuts down his town his town is doing poorly and Economy's he's like all low, right but i'm on top baby this is great more mayor stores yeah, yeah. i don't know why a mayor <laughs> I have they don't sell mayors that. here <laughs> they should just sell sashes that say mayor i bet they do. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I grew up in LA and I remember they have this thing uh, in Pasadena specifically. They have the Rose Bowl and then they have the Rose Court uh-huh. where it's like sort of a pageant where there's a Rose Queen um, and then like there are various other maidens, I guess, in her Rose Court. And um, I grew up in, I know, and part of it is that you, so there's a rule to it. In order to submit yourself to being like uh, eligible for the Rose Court, you have to have been born in raised in pasadena that's like oh. it's like a it's like a presidential rule you have to yeah. be born and raised in the u.s you have to be 35 no um but i remember <laughs> my mom got so excited when a friend of mine was like eligible and like submitting herself to be part of the rose court uh-huh. and then i realized that she had the wrong daughter <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but yeah that's part of the los angeles lore is, is there like a big birther movement for people that are jealous of who gets on the i'm rose sure court? like do people maybe just for my mom because i remember like after my parents got divorced when i was four we grew up in north hollywood and i just remember there being a moment when i was like 12 where my mom wistfully looked off into the distance on like a sunday drive and said yeah after your father and i got divorced i thought about it real hard I was going to move to Pasadena. (laughs) 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 And I was like, why didn't you? He goes, nah, it's too late. (laughs) It's too late. I was like, oh my God. It's too late, but I think you have to be over like 45 to even be considered someone else in Pasadena. I know, I know. Otherwise, you get like cut out like it's the fucking Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) Making that sound like it's such a serious decision. Like, I'm just picturing like like, the Oregon Trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like a 200 year old man coming out of a cave. Like, (laughs) I'm moving to Pasadena. (laughs) That's like a New Yorker cartoon that you just described. Yeah. <laughs> That's a oh, level no. of, of <laughs> subtle humor. Oh, this is the end of my life. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so before we get too far into the episode, uh, we Ooh. should read from the my goodness. wiki. This one's, this one's pretty detailed because, you know, it's Lock a pretty unusual episode. So mm-hmm. let's see what Wikipedia has given us. All First, right. I want to I guess whether or not they'll mention beavers, and I say I hope so. Because <laughs> uh, that's pretty detailed. If they get that far, I'll be happy. In the not. episode itself, or in no, the no, episode no, lore? in the in the in the little wiki entry uh, you're gonna read. We'll see. I have not. I yet just want to place it. a bet. I'm reading it cold, just the way you listeners like it. <laughs> I don't know. If that's weird. Okay. The episode centers on fictional plot episodes of non-existent television series derived from The Simpsons. I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> and is a parody of the tendency of networks to spin off characters from a hit series. Who writes this? Okay. <laughs> As such, it includes references to many different TV series. The first fictional spinoff is Chief Wiggum P.I., a cop drama featuring Chief Wiggum and Seymour Skinner. Skinny the boy. S- yeah. Skinny boy. 
the second is The Love Matic Grandpa, a sitcom featuring <laughs> Moses Lack, who receives dating advice from Abraham Simpson, whose ghost is possessing a love testing machine. Ooh. <laughs> I put that part in. Thanks. Uh, the final segment, you're welcome. The final segment is The Simpson Family Smile Time Variety Hour, a variety show featuring the Simpsons fam- Simpson family, excuse me, <laughs> except for Lisa, who has been replaced. That's one of my favorite jokes. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it's like this tall blonde cheerleader. Yeah, she's a babe. <laughs> she's a total babe. Do you have a thing for a weird Lisa? Oh yeah, big time. I'm surprised that they did not keep her on. <laughs> like, she could, she's so much hotter than Lisa. Yeah. Could have been her and Roy hanging out in the back yeah. <laughs> for seasons upon seasons. God. Why don't you write that show? I really should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things about this episode too is that um, every pairing is like two characters that would never ever hang out yes. together yet they are like best friends like the moment that their fake show starts where yeah. it's like mo and grandpa i don't think right. they've ever even seen each other let alone like well that's what's so tasty about this because yeah. it's like really playing into this sort of fan fiction part of like simpsons viewers oh totally yeah and i love too. i mean uh this is like such a great commentary on spinoffs in general of course mm-hmm. and and those kind of shitty tv shows from the 70s primarily but i love that troy mcclure says when he's introducing um the chief wiggum pi segment how he's like and i've got a feeling that they're his best friends yeah the simpsons <laughs> yeah yeah his Just best really friends that on thick. there's no way <laughs> they they regard chief wiggum yeah they knew they him, don't go sure. to they don't probably don't know that his wife's name is sarah mm-hmm. i mean i didn't even know that and hey, I, have a, I have a simpsons podcast uh, <laughs> that's that's one of two facts that i know about the simpsons fight <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they've never been over to his house for dinner. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I love it. Um, yeah. Also, <laughs> also, I feel like there is a very heavy implication with lovematic grandpa, which is like my favorite phrase of all time, I think. <laughs> lovematic grandpa. But the idea that the Simpsons ended with like some sort of kind of bittersweet thing where grandpa dies and it's like this kind of heavy episode and then they just like say fuck it and make a show where his ghost comes into a machine and like just the idea of like a show totally writing off its own finale or yeah. something is so funny to me well i love i mean i i know the jingle by heart mm-hmm. it's on one of the simpsons albums and i would like sing it in my car Aww. nonstop. but i love the whole so in in the jingle I'll just sing it. Sing uh, it. Do you guys know it? Do you want to sing oh, it? Oh, yeah, sure. Me? It's right here. He goes, uh, while shopping for some cans, an old man passed away. He floated up to heaven, but got lost upon the <laughs> way. <laughs> now he's the love-matic grandpa. This is weird by myself. Na-na. Okay, I'll stop there. Come but on. okay, so the premise of him getting lost along the way yeah, feels yeah. so 70s. Took like a wrong turn. And and, and, and I, think, I think it's literally an image of him floating straight up into the air. <laughs> Yeah. And then, like, a plane hits him or something? Like, yeah. It's not getting lost. Yeah. <laughs> he just got and hit it's by like a plane. Pretty shitty animation. It's just, like, the cell, like, sort of, like, yeah, just, just being dragged floating up. up. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, I just feel like this is, I don't know, it, it, so many shows in the 70s, like The Love Boat and, like, you know, Fantasy Island. Yeah. And, of course, The Brady Bunch is parodied later with the Simpsons Small Time Variety Hour. Um, but I feel like there are always these half-baked premises mm-hmm. of just, like, 
whoops, now we got to deal with this quirky problem. Oh, no. A new show. Oops, we made a TV show. <laughs> I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and people just gobbled it up. It's fine. Oh, That's absolutely. That's what they needed at the time. Yeah. They needed a breather after all that 1969 activism. <laughs> right. <laughs> just uh, tell me about break. it to get that <laughs> out so of here. tired. <laughs> Uh, so my commentary on it. <laughs> so this episode, of course, starts with uh, Troy McClure, which is always very exciting. And this is kind of one of the few episodes on that's not a Treehouse of Horror where we're kind of breaking this format, yeah. mm-hmm. which is so much fun. It's yeah. always... And it's weird that this isn't the last episode of the season. Like, I know. It really should be. Yeah. Um, in the spirit <laughs> of, like, what is it, the 138th episode of Spectacular? Mm-hmm. It's in the spirit of that, that it doesn't have to be, like, we're not going to obey to the format of other TV shows and making this the last episode. Right. Right, yeah, you're right. It makes it better that it's mm-hmm. not because it should. So that's why they don't. Yeah, <laughs> so they're like smart. these rebellious, really smart teens. I'd heard something <laughs> about them being nervous that people would think that they were serious. That this was yes. a finale, kind yeah. of. Yeah, and and also like all the stuff that they say at the end, like join us next season when you right. know it's like Homer and the small green alien that <laughs> only he can see Osmodi are like all that stuff. They were concerned people would be like. Mac Reading especially. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I guess maybe they had they felt like they needed to follow Safety. it up with something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I read too that it, it was pretty mixed in its reception. That people that got it really got it, but the yeah. people that were just watching it casually were like, "Are they?" They they thought that they were sincere. Like, oh yeah, pitches <laughs> for spinoffs. I mean, it it came out. This is what like what year did this come out? Nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, I mean, I was. I was eight years old when this yeah. came So there's no way that I was sitting there like, uh-huh, like, you know, smoking <laughs> from a pipe or anything. Like, uh, Goodwin Simpsons. But um, it was, like, it, it was a show that I liked enough where I was, like, I knew that it was funny. And I was just like, I'll, I'll get this later, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was also, I, I don't think I was tricked by uh, anything <laughs> that they implied. Side note, 1997 has been listed on multiple publications as being the best movie year of all time. Oh, really? Because <laughs> it was like The Matrix, Episode 1, yeah. Star Wars. Episode um, 1. <laughs> best episode movie of all time. One, yeah. Best movie of all time. Oh, it's just like a big, <laughs> big, big like year. Big blockbusters. All the movies that came out, well, not all the movies, but a lot of the movies that came out in 1997 like changed the way cinema was for like the next 20 years and yeah. like, how it was catered to audiences and how it was... You know, like the kind of stories that were being told. Yeah, that might have been Fight Club. I think Fight also Club. came out this year. Maybe like American Pie or something. Yeah, like that. American Beauty, yeah. American oh, Pie yeah, sure. as well. American I think Beauty, yeah. actually. <laughs> no, I think American Pie was probably like early two thousands, like right. Mm. No. Brandy, the internet knows. is too yeah. slow. I can't look up the things. I can't even. Uh, but. Yeah, uh, I, when this came out, uh, I remember just being very excited just to see kind of uh, Troy McClure just in general because you always kind of know that he's going to take you somewhere good. Anyway, sorry, we're yeah. going to note that. American Pie 1999. Right in before <laughs> the Y2K crisis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in, yeah. Just in case the world did end in 2000, we at least um, got American yeah. Pie. American <laughs> Beauty, though, was definitely in 97. I think so, yeah. And then it was a year before Titanic in 98, baby. Oh, my God. I know. I didn't see that until like 10 years after the fact. I, good good I I think I was the same. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I mean, I, I, like all every girl at my school saw Titanic and was talking about it. Same. And I was like, we're, we're 10. Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about uh, this. It was, it was just the time where we all peaked sexually. I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all had dreams about Leo Dio, and that kind of informed uh, the next 10 years of our lives. Oh Meanwhile, I think I had a crush on Ted Knight, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! (laughs) Fuck you sometimes, Allie. Fuck you. We'll have a Ted Knight phase. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, unsurprising. Let's go on. Uh, uh, so Troy McClure, one of the things that's yeah. so funny, in addition to him kind of like guiding us through and, um, you know, we're looking at, we're, we're getting notes from the network in this, which is always such a fun thing. And we see the, the board of like X-Files and Melrose Place. And the Simpsons. And then the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it is kind of funny that X-Files and the Simpsons are still totally relevant um, in yeah. 2016. Like kind of blows my mind. Not Melrose Place. We're waiting though. for the Melrose yeah. Place to come back. I guess we have Mr. Things. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the one of the subtle things I think is so funny is when he's walking, he like tries to keep walking, and then it's the end of the of the tunnel. Oh yeah, he gets to a wall. <laughs> he gets to <laughs> he a just wall. Looks and very just surprised. <laughs> also, on the so if you're if you're really keeping a keen eye out for all the posters that he's walking by, um, you know it has all the posters of different spinoffs like Rhoda mm. and um, uh, you know the Jeffersons, and then I think they like I read somewhere that. They put the Jeffersons up there twice because they couldn't think of any more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really funny. That's I never beautiful. Noticed that. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> what are some of the moments of the? I mean, I, I do you have a favorite segment before we even get into them? Oh man, I mean, uh, probably Love Matic Grandpa, but it's it's pretty close between that and uh, Chief Wiggum. And then PI. Julia, do you have a favorite? Ooh. Um, Chief Wiggum P.I. Yeah. Interesting. I yeah. Mine, I'll, I'll take the Simpsons one then. So we can oh. all have it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, the Simpsons one, I don't know. I, I like the Chief Wiggum P.I. because it has like a plot. Um, yeah. And I, and I like Chief Wiggum. He's, I've established. He's, he's fucking great. It is canon on this podcast. He's my <laughs> favorite Springfield character. I'm always excited when he's invited to the party. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Simpsons Smile Time Variety Hour has a lot of really fun moments to it, and I always love them singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually watched a ton of Brady Bunch when I was growing up. Me too, up. so really. much. Yeah. I was like, uh, maybe I've mentioned this before, but whatever. Um, I suffered from PTSD when I was a kid um, because Aww. of the 94 Northridge earthquake. And oh, wow. I couldn't, I was like a very outgoing child before that happened, but there was a clear shift after, and I couldn't like sleep without the light on i couldn't sleep without the tv on like i was just really scared all the time so the only thing that would comfort me was nick at night and the brady bunch particularly because it was just so vanilla and like i love that calming yeah so i got really into that and like um happy days that's great potter i mean cotter i love (laughs) welcome back welcome back back potter Potter. (laughs) legit a joke i've said on stage continue (laughs) everyone else that's great yeah no the brady bunch was huge in my house too like my family my sister and my dad and i would play a game where we'd like We'd have to guess what the episode plot was because we'd seen them all like a hundred or like two times, uh, and have to like guess what it was as quick as we could. So oh, it'd that's be fun. we'd all be yelling out things like, um, I forget the names of the characters now, but like, uh, is George one? Greg. Greg starts smoking. <laughs> I think you're talking about the George Glass. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's just like, oh, Greg starts smoking because we could tell because it starts outside and like we remember. That's yeah. Fun. So yeah, we should play that sometimes. Oh yeah, that reminds me of a game <laughs> that um, uh, my fiance Mike. Um, <laughs> I can't not say it in a weird voice. Uh, his friend Paul uh, started this game. One time they were like stuck at City Walk, like waiting for somebody else to like get their shopping done. They were from out of town. They wanted yeah. to see City Walk. So they decided to go to the Hot Topic there. And Paul was <laughs> like, all right, let's play a game. Let's see who can find the lamest thing in this store. And then we'll all present it at the end. And I think oh Mike God. actually won because he found like a makeup case that was misfit style. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but now I want to play that game whenever I walk into a Hot Topic. <laughs> and I welcome you to do the same. And there was probably some poor kid outside of the Hot Topic that had just bought that. And then he saw <laughs> him come out and was like, guys, I found the lamest thing. <laughs> and they all like high five. And the kids just suck. 
happened. <laughs> I mean, makeup running down. Yeah. I'm not saying that didn't happen, but also I'm not saying that kid didn't learn a lesson. Yeah, right sure. <laughs> um, so let's get into it segment by segment. Yeah. Um, we already kind of addressed just how funny the pairing of Wiggum and Skinner is, but mm-hmm. let's really bring that home. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Why? I, just, I love Skinner in any position of authority that isn't, you know, principal. I like him being. I like him pretending to be kind of this cool guy. Oh, yeah. And he's like the street smart cop in this yeah. one. That's like from uh, Nalins, as he says. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and every and time that, that he says Nalins. Oh, yeah. Nalins. Like, <laughs> it, it sounds like he's having such a hard time saying it every time. He <laughs> yeah. He's like really practiced a lot right. like off camera. Well, I love, I mean, they do such a perfect job of parodying like these kind of crime shows. I love like anybody poking fun at like such like an overly serious oh, genre. Yeah. And I feel like they do like such a perfect job with it here. And especially with like putting it in New Orleans. I don't know if there have been many cop shows set in New Orleans. Uh, I mean, oh, recently sure there's there is like one, CSI like, New Orleans. Yeah. yeah. With, um, um, what's his fucking name? Oh, I'll remember it later. Yeah. Uh, he, Quantum Leap Dude. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's that fucking guy's name? Um, Scott, Scott, Scott yeah, Bakula. Bakula. Thank you. Bakula. <laughs> I know. I remember it was something. Great name. Something <laughs> Dracula-esque. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I love that they decided to set it there. And then that uh, allows us to have, like, a very Cajun-y villain, Big Daddy. Oh, my God. Old I Swampy, by the way, is... <laughs> My new nickname. <laughs> he when he's talking about the different things he calls my, New Orleans. Maybe my favorite line in the whole episode. And it's like not even really a joke, but they're like, they see Big Daddy and they're chasing him. And out of nowhere, he goes like, oh, I suppose I best to run. Oh, Lord, if only I weren't so fat. And then yeah. he starts, it's so dumb. And it's like, a, it's a brisk walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also love Ralph's line of, Look, Big Daddy, there's regular yeah. dad. <laughs> That's fun for I me. Also like I big like the musicality of that. Definitely. And, and Big Daddy, as seen in Parade Magazine, made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, seen in Parade Magazine. <laughs> Parade Magazine. Do you guys ever, have you ever flipped through it? Uh, I think they still no. publish it. <laughs> it's, I can't uh, say I that I have. Uh, Sunday edition of the either Daily News or LA Times. I think it's Daily News. Let's be real. Um, the bottom tier one. Um, but it's just all for people over 65. Just like, oh. this person's still on television. Like, oh, God. here's what Valerie Bertinelli's up to. Like, it's like, ooh, you know, all the questions and answers in, like, the beginning of the magazine. Like, you know, letters to the editor. It's all like, um, you know, uh, who is this gentleman on my screen? Yeah. Like, that's, those are all the questions. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it's... Uh, not very reputable. Uh, what were some it's other? It's the joke. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, what were some other favorite moments from this segment? This one, I remember, like, I think because I didn't watch anything like this, this was the most like bizarre for me as a kid because like there was no reference that I really got, but it was still right. mostly fun. Yeah. But I couldn't quite connect to it, so I'd love to know like some things that you guys really took away from it. Oh well, um. One of the best jokes ever is uh, him slipping. God, it's like a full alligator through <laughs> his window at night, and it's just like chewing on his head. And Wiggum wakes up like kind of giggling, <laughs> uh, and then sees it and screams. And uh, and then Skinner busts in, and he says, "Oh yeah, well you know this, this was just a warning gator. The next one won't be corked." And you see that every tooth on like on yeah. the alligator has a little cork That's attached to fun. it. It's so stupid. I also love that this is the most competent we've ever seen Chief Wiggum. Oh yeah. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's still, like, fairly incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> like, just trying to shoot this alligator, just missing, like, a thousand yeah. times. 
We get uh, a lot of great New Orleans humor in here. Mm-hmm. There's parades. Yeah, and, you got Mardi know, Gras in there. Mardi Gras. My, of course. My only experience with New Orleans is there's an anti-Jew game uh, that is set there <laughs> that I love. I play a lot of anti-Jew PC games to this day. Mm. I buy every yeah, new really? one. Yes, it's my. It's probably like Was my actually nerdiest thing that I do. Did you do that instead of Oregon Trail? Oh, I did it both. <laughs> 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 um, I love these games. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They're. Mu- I mean, they're obviously there's like a simulator thing online. Where you can like play the CD-ROM games, I gotta get into it. It's fun. I I just game. they make them for Mac now, so I just every time I go to Target, I'm just like, I'll be right back, and I check to see <laughs> if there are any new Nancy Drew games. Wow, we are also sponsored. And then by I buy CD-ROM condoms. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, thank God you said that. I was about to I was about to tell you to leave, and then uh, now that I know that you fuck, I'm, I'm way back on board. <laughs> oh, I fuck. <laughs> but I'm also playing Nancy Drew. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. You're a good multitasker. A real millennial. <laughs> as they say it in Parade Magazine. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love I love this segment, and I love... So then we see the Simpsons, mm-hmm. our, their best friend, the Simpsons, yep. in the Mardi Gras parade, and they're all wearing, like, you know, uh, these huge ceramic or whatever you call them, heads, and they take them off, and, oh, no, oh. we didn't mean to scare you! And, and, they, and they take them off and start laughing, like the fact that they were wearing those heads was yes. a joke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny to me. <laughs> like, yeah. like ha-ha, we gotcha! <laughs> and, and if you're just sitting there watching you know, you're like, what the? F- is that? A, is that a joke that they're just wearing masks? It like- is. It is so odd for all spinoffs to have this moment because it is. It implies that the audience would find the experience of this new television show jarring if they did yeah. not see a connective. And friend. they need to see the family there to like <laughs> oh, be able huh? to watch this. Oh, I yeah. care. Oh, thank God oh, they're here. Yeah. yeah, I'm only gonna watch Joey if I see Ross. Yeah, is, is a sentence yeah. that somebody said. Homer at some said point. he's gonna watch their show. <laughs> I'm going to watch the There's show just Homer. like Homer does. Yeah. Now, I could go back and watch The Simpsons myself, but who has the time? It's such a like real moment that is in every spinoff. I know. And continues to be, I feel. I mean, I... Yeah, <laughs> I'm completely guessing. And, it, and it's always like so inconsequential. Inco- it doesn't like play into any of the plots. Usually, it's usually like Mary Tyler Moore peeking her head through the door, going, "You good, Rhoda? Yeah. Yeah. Bye." Hey, do you guys know where the bathroom is in here? Whoa, and wait then, a like, minute! The audience claps for like Woo! an hour. Yeah. Did you watch Fuller House? <sighs> no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did not watch Full House. Okay. Um, so, well, actually, I did watch the first episode of Fuller House and. There is no stranger experience than watching the first episode of that show after never seeing Full House yes. because it is just like a stranger enters every five minutes and says something and everyone Everybody goes nuts it. and you're just like, this is like a nightmare yeah. for me. Like, I feel like I've lost my mind. Well, like, yeah. As somebody who um, has seen every episode of Fuller House, let me just tell you. Oh, really? After not having watched Full House <laughs> at all. I'm serious. Um, it started where a friend of mine, uh, Brandy Posey, friend of the show, Brandy Posey, um, had a birthday get together where she was like, let's just watch Fuller House and mm-hmm. like yell at the screen and, you know, drink <laughs> or hey, eat snacks or whatever. And uh, we went over and watched the first episode, which is nuts. I mean, they like have it's exactly what you described like everybody that walks in is somebody so that's jarring yeah and then the olsen twins are not there and (laughs) they could have taken the high road and just continued with a story that was interesting right 
um, by their standards. <laughs> um, but instead, they decided to roll their eyes at the camera for a full minute, yeah. commenting on the fact that the Olsen twins were not there. But then, uh, if you do stick, ar- stick around for Fuller House, uh, it just gets weirder, and there are more and more spin-offy moments of, you know, John Stamos peeking in going, you guys good? Yeah. All right, bye! Um, <laughs> And then uh, Dave Coulier talking about how he is now a big Vegas act. He's bigger than Carrot Top, apparently, and uh, has 10 shows a week. Uh, I mean, as a comedian, I call wow. bullshit. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very specific With, brag. <laughs> I know. It was very, and he's still got his, uh, m- not marionette, whatever, dummy, his uh, ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Again, I didn't watch the original series. That is that is such a funny thing to say. Like, I've still got my dummy, but like he doesn't even show it. <laughs> I know. Like, he does at the end. Yeah. Oh, not okay, to sure. spoil it. There are there are perhaps some wedding vows said through the dummy's mouth. Oh my god. You should you guys should watch Fuller House. Yeah, you know you what? Like it, it, it's starting to sound interesting to me. You should, you should do it. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, any more to the Chief Wiggum episode before we start to Oh man. I, I feel like something's going to come to my mind, but yeah. We can no. always jump back to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember if there's anything with, uh, oh, like things that I like. Uh, <laughs> uh, McClure, Troy McClure says, uh, <clears throat> we'll return right now. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like things like that. Yeah. yeah. So good. And oh. I don't remember if it's in between this one. Oh, it's in between the next one where he's like, and here we are with uh, you know this guy, and then he just walks away from him like <laughs> in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, I have one more thing to say. Oh yes, please. The, Chief thing. Um, the last line of that segment is particularly great, um, where uh, Wiggum lets Big Daddy, he, Big Daddy's swimming away at a very slow speed yeah. because of his weight, <laughs> and he lets him because go. And then Wiggum says uh, that he has a feeling he'll meet him again each and every week. Always in more sexy and exciting <laughs> ways. <laughs> sexy yeah. and exciting ways. Yeah. I love it. There, That's there, there, are, there are no women on this show. <laughs> <I've been introduced laughs> so far, it's just four, um, four normal men, three of which that are overweight. <laughs> yeah. And they will Very be meeting progressive. in sexy ways. Yeah. yeah. At, least, you know? at least there aren't you know women for the sake of women. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just Ralph for the sake of Ralph. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's the strongest female presence on this show. Yeah, by far. Uh, so love Matic grandpa yes oh god oh this one god. this one sticks out to me so much and i love it and i think of it every time that i do any kind of like lukewarm like those love testing machine yeah. things mm. i only my only experience with them is in claim jumper like anytime that i go to a claim jumper if you guys yeah, have that chain yeah and like um i guess they have them they have them at disneyland and main street oh yeah and they do find if you go to the simpsons world at universal studios they have one inside of moe's of course oh, yeah super fun that. mm-hmm. That's cool. it is very fun yeah. uh have you been have you not been to the I have I haven't been to I'm a moron. I didn't go to Moe's. I, I, I was on like the Shrek ride where they like spit water in your face. And I didn't pretty good ride. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, no, yeah. I don't know why I'm shooting it. I love, <laughs> I I love no, the Shrek okay. ride. Uh, and the franchise. I yeah. love Shrek. So, Shrek is life. Can, can we talk about Shrek? Shrek? Is life. <laughs> can we talk about Shrek is life? Hell yeah. Off podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, if you subscribe to our Patreon, uh, listen Ooh. to our bonus episode Ooh. where we talk about Shrek is life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, I would watch every episode of Love Matic Grandpa if it were a real show. Yeah, like, absolutely. No question. It is so amazing. Well, <laughs> I just love any situation where um, Grandpa is giving advice, especially love advice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because we see that a little bit uh, later when, um, well, I guess Homer is giving uh, Grandpa advice when he's going out on a date with Marge's mm-hmm. uh, mom. 
Um, and then, you know, there that there's that moment of like, you got to play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like all the, the colors go to like this electric blue. But yeah, I, I love it when grandpa is, anytime he's opening his mouth. I mean, it, it usually is like cockamamie advice. Yeah. But when other characters take it seriously, that's where the comedy is for me. And what's so great about this, I feel, is that um, he wants to die. <laughs> like for it's, sure. it's a curse that he's trapped in this machine. <laughs> and one time, it, and, and it's a show with a fake laugh track where after every joke, there's a laugh. Yeah. Except for when he says, uh, why can't I die? <laughs> there's no Silence. laugh after and they just cut to something else. They were correct. God, it's so funny. And also, I mean, when we think about it, being paired with Mo, who is the most suicidal character in all of the Oh, yeah. Is, is pretty <laughs> it's appropriate. It's a bad pairing by far, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love, and I think the first laugh comes, the first laugh track laugh comes after him just saying, just like, I'm so desperately lonely. <laughs> God, I'm so desperately lonely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I, not to bring it back to Fuller House, just one more thing. Um, <laughs> They have a crazy laugh track where it's not even jokes. It's just like line, 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 line. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. It's, it's I, pretty. That's yeah. That's something unnerving. too. Where I was watching it, I was like, I feel like as someone that's never seen Full House, like that wasn't a joke. Like there's no way yeah. that could have like warranted a At laugh. At a point, it's it's completely disrespectful to the writers and to of course the audience. Yeah. Um, but I think that when you have a laugh track that laughs after everything, the um real punchiness of true jokes loses its meaning. Oh no! Dare oh, I absolutely. Say? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's that thing of like um you just don't have any room to breathe, which yeah. is which is something that that uh. Simpsons does so well where it's like there's so many laughs coming at you but they also like there's like a great flow to it where it's not always like at a high mark like they let stuff kind of like fall a little bit before hitting you with something really big again what are your thoughts on laugh tracks in general are you a fan of them do you Uh, find them encouraging or are they only authentic on Saturday Night Live I don't (laughs) (laughs) that's a great question Uh, I I mean I really like friends i I think that that's like a good use of a laugh track um i mean i I guess it just kind of has it it really depends on the show yeah so you friends is like yeah it's like kind of laid back and like it just feels like you're hanging out with them so the fact that there's a laugh track is like hey everybody's here we're all cracking up with friends but then (laughs) me and all these tourists from cincinnati yeah right exactly (laughs) all these people that are forced to laugh are loving this yeah Yeah. um yeah it's hard to say It, it really goes from show to show, I think. But, I mean, for the most part, it's it seems a, yeah. a little forced to me. I don't know. Have you ever been a part of a studio audience? Mm. Not, not one where not it willingly. was... Not <laughs> willingly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, that's a whole other story. In this story. day and age? Yeah. <laughs> I can't walk out of the house without it. <laughs> yeah, they just... So always on again, somebody's vine. Yeah, they just or... open up the door with a pot of coffee. <laughs> they shoot me with a net gun and like, put me in a van. Yeah, um, it's unnerving. I, I, I have been, but not... I mean, just for like stuff like Conan and stuff, where it's like yeah. you're you're told to laugh, but it's not anything where it's like, ha 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 ha. Like I've been like, in those. I've been oh, in those really? where the warm up comic was like. I mean, each warm up comic has their own like flavor. Mm-hmm. But I've been in those. I forget what it was. It could have even been. This is a big brag. Uh, Boy meets world. Everybody. Hey. Um, where the like warm up comic very like sassily was like. Laugh. Yeah. Uh, was that Brody Turning. Stevens on At Midnight? It was, it was Brody Stevens <laughs> on oh. Midnight. 818 till I die. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay <laughs> don't shoot me. Boys drive like this and worlds drive like this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my boy. God. Wow. That, I would have just, I would have paid all the money to see that. <laughs> he just 
just does that joke and yeah. then like no but enjoy. i think i mean there are different uh different styles i think uh you mentioned conan thinks jimmy pardo still does warm up for conan. oh yeah he yeah he does a fantastic oh job. no he's he's the best mm-hmm. I, some industry talk for our industry listeners. talk yeah. inside baby so industry. hey you you too can be in the audience for conan if you uh go to the website yeah. <laughs> very very easy very easy very easy to get they in are the literally giving the tickets away <laughs> It ain't like New York. Anyway. Don't tell people that because people will like bribe me to get them seats for at, at midnight. midnight. I'm just like, they're free. They're but, free. Uh, Go to yeah. the website. People are just like, I baked you a cake. And we're just like, well, <laughs> oh, that's so you, required from now. So you still want the bribes. <laughs> I still want the bribes. I'll do anything. <laughs> you can bribe people for other things. You know, if they can't if they can't take the time to look up how to get a free ticket, I don't feel bad. <laughs> they're going to give me stuff. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Anyway, enough about me being a bad person. <laughs> um, no, I want more. I I really love the look of the woman who is in this episode yes. with Mo. It, it's such a night like late nineties, oh, yeah, like short yeah, haircut, yeah. like the pants, like just a very like. They always have the same voice too. It's yeah, probably voiced by the same yeah. Uh, actress. Yeah, we should look up who that actress is. Um, Could be Pamela Hayden. Is it is it the same woman that does the um, oh got the kind of like. Uh, power business woman that's that kind of pops up in oh. all the Simpsons. Oh. It, it seems like. Are you like talking about um, the Flaming Moe's episode? Yeah, where they're I, I th- basically doing cheers. I think with, so. Yeah, yeah. There's like one where she just kind of like like uh, it just, just kind of like pops out from behind a tree and is like, Lisa's <laughs> right. Or it's, it's that woman. Oh, I feel. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure it's like all within the same family. Yeah, of voice. right. <laughs> yeah, that's like we just need a really strong woman in this episode. <laughs> so, and I think that's such a good choice, just because like Mo, especially, I could see. Uh, you know, it'd be very easy to just get like a very like bombshell blonde kind of in the episode. And I think that's less funny, like yeah. because I, I think it just it, it's more like there are more stakes if it's a smart woman who kind of like could possibly be a good match for Mo. Yeah. Like this. Uh, this woman actually seems like someone that would be good for Mo. It, right. it's, it's also weirder, too, because it's a, a woman that clearly like like takes control of her life. And yet yeah. she has chosen <laughs> Mo. I know. Well, I feel like the so we get like a pretty I have the ge- runs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get a pretty generic style of like hot, serious lady. Yeah. You know, um, in like sillier episodes like this one or in the Flaming Moe's episode, which I feel like makes the episode where Mo, you know, feels like he's falling in love mm-hmm. and is dating this woman and like, you know, like throws all of his money at him or I mean at him at her excuse me gender is fluid and um, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it much more serious yeah. and m- perhaps it was intentional I don't know um, but anyway yeah he got lost along the way you guys couldn't help it he couldn't uh, help it so the it actress's name is Tress McNeil. Ooh, Tress oh, McNeil. Yeah, yeah sure. she does a lot of voices yeah, on the show. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. um, So what are some favorite moments from this particular segment? Oh boy. Because I think we said that this one is your favorite. Yes, they. There's one moment where the love machine is being beaten by all the bullies. <laughs> yes. You know what's great about you, Betty, is you're letting your looks go gracefully. You're not all hung up on looking attractive and desirable. It's just so rare and refreshing. So, Mo, tell me a little about yourself. Myself? Uh, oh, jeez. Um, I gotta go to the can again. Huh? I got the runs. <laughs> hey, get away from that. Leave him alone. It said I was gay. You all right, Grandpa? Oh, Daisy, Daisy. Well, give me your answer. 
And why are they in the mode? bathroom of his I date place? Do not know. <laughs> there is there is there's so many like logical flaws in in that moment. Like from the from the moment it starts, that they're all in the bathroom together beating up a love machine. And uh, <laughs> I feel like there was a rule in all of these writers' rooms, like of the shows that they're parodying, of no follow up questions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> First yeah. draft only. We gotta we gotta get out by five. That's that's like that's like my favorite kind of joke though, where it like makes like almost sense (laughs) but it's not answered almost sense Uh, that's a good way to categorize it yeah but i think it's um it's one of the bullies uh i think it's like dolph um mo walks in on them beating the shit out of it and he goes uh and he goes he said i was gay and it gets a huge (laughs) laugh from the crowd and that i think like i think that's like the best example of like what this whole episode is it's like just a very bad decision that is being like l- like loved by an audience of like morons. <laughs> oh yeah, a bad decision, but also terminology wise, a very antiquated term. Oh yeah, being praised as being like the top form of comedy. Yeah, like any, any just getting time... like a standing ovation yeah. for a a machine being beaten for being gay. <laughs> right. Well, I I feel like just the instance of like this person this character seems gay or they called me gay or like that <laughs> whole like theme of stories that happened like you know from i will say the 60s through the 90s early 2000s yeah is like i mean the simpsons writers knew that that was silly at the time and they were commenting on that like oh, right just saying that somebody is gay or fruity is not the joke and, it, it, <laughs> and also, it shouldn't even be in the room oh no it, and it also has nothing to do with the story it's just like yeah. a standalone joke he could have said anything but they decided it. to go with like the worst thing <laughs> i know it could have been like they said far yeah, you know exactly. like toilet flush <laughs> but instead they they added that extra punch ah uh, yeah that's that's the line that always gets me i love that they go to a french restaurant which is like <laughs> like romantic uh dates 101 yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. and and, and so it has funny. that big uh that big like reveal laugh where he wheels uh the machine in and it's wearing a tuxedo <laughs> and it has that very like specific like uh, uh sitcom audience laugh where they're like oh, oh no <laughs> yeah like oh they're both dressed I up i love it so i love stupid. that and it's super fun yeah and just like that whole tired story of i'm gonna have an earpiece then you're gonna feed me lines while i'm going on a date because i don't know how to interact with humans like that is if i see another one of those i'm gonna fucking i I love that thing so much it's so stupid (laughs) how does this episode end um i believe she she comes into the bathroom <laughs> and sees oh, yeah. Mo uh, with uh, the machine, and then she's like, "You've been getting advice from this machine this whole time. This is that's the most that's the most diabolical, terrible, <laughs> sweetest thing anyone's ever <laughs> done." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he literally goes, "What?" <laughs> God, it's so funny. Will you quit your clowning? I need help here. Oh, tell her her rump's as big as the queen's and twice as fragrant. Okay. You are absolutely, positively, the dumbest haunted love test that I have ever met. What is going on in here? Um, uh, oh, I might as well come clean with you. I ain't too good at talking to women, and I, and I really wanted to do you, so I brought along the love tester to help me. 
As you may have guessed, it's inhabited by the ghost of my friend's dead father. Why, you conniving, devious, monstrous, despicable, sweet little angel. But, Betty, if you just give me a chance... What? I can't believe you went to all that trouble for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. Yeah, yeah. Now, how's about introducing me to that cute little payphone out front? He's <laughs> on <laughs> 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 That is that is a common trope uh, in a lot of things where it's just like someone did something horrible to get her attention, but it's like you wanted to get my attention. Yeah. Oh, well like every then. other person. Oh, yeah, God. the patriarchy it's wins horrible. again. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, Grandpa has to be introduced to an attractive payphone in front of the restaurant, much to the mirth of Mo and his day. <laughs> this Wikipedia <laughs> person wrote mirth. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. If you're the person listening, uh, if you're the person who wrote this, please write to us. <laughs> I want to understand where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, the only time mirth should be used is if it's uh, followed by a mobile and you're talking about Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> Always be talking about Wayne's World. <laughs> Always be talking about Wayne's World. <laughs> that's I was my about Wayne's World the other day. I was thinking about the mega happy ending. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh man, God, Rob Lowe's hairless chest is going to be in my brain for yeah. all of also, my life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> Ew. Uh, I remember asking my dad because uh, when uh, they're ordering, when Wayne is jokingly ordering food from the place, um, he's just like, "Can I have the cream of some young guy?" And I remember asking my dad, "Just like I can." Tell what he's saying. He's saying cream of some young guy. But what does it mean? Oh, God. <laughs> and my dad's just like, I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, just explain it. What does cream mean? <laughs> That's cool that you had like a casual enough relationship with your dad that you can even ask that question. But I, I didn't know that, that it was bad. Oh, I would store it away and then later like reference it and my dad would go, That's bad. <laughs> That's bad. You're grounded. Like, oh, no. But it's not my fault. <laughs> anyway, now we are on to Allie's favorite segment. Oh, boy. Yeah, I love this segment. Also, I, I, time. I can't remember the name of the guy that I mentioned earlier where uh, you get back from commercials. She's like, Here I am talking with the head of something something uh and then he's just like you think it's going to be a round table discussion and then he Stands just walks away yeah. <laughs> yeah that's like the same the joke that the they best. do in the uh god what is it i think it's lisa the vegetarian where like he's like ask this scientist and then they catch him <laughs> like, uh, and then he goes he'll tell you that like that kind of thing that, that reminds me of off. like what the onion has been doing a lot lately where you know how um and, and conan comments on this a little bit but you know how like a lot of like people magazine type publications will be like you know we asked all of these celebrities one question mm -hmm. and here's their takes um the onion will do this thing where it's like what is demi lovato bill clinton oh, yeah. and um George Lucas have to say. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's sure. all that it says. <laughs> what do they have to say? <laughs> uh, so I love Trump and Clore saying just, like, uh, next, a family that doesn't know the meaning of the word canceled. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, this is when we get the reveal that... Um, 
you know, Lisa's being replaced. And you kind of, I actually forgot who it was going to be. I was trying to think like, oh, who's going to be the one that doesn't show up? And of course it's Lisa yeah. because she would think that this is, you know, ridiculous yeah. and like selling out of time and bad. And, and it's so funny that like, oh, you have strong opinions and you're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that is specifically a reference to, is it something that happened on the Brady Bunch? I know that there's been instances of, in I Dream of Jeannie, the main yeah. guy was recast. Right. And that was like a big thing that was then referenced in, in Wayne's, Wayne's World, World <laughs> Hello. Uh, and, and synergy. They just, and they just totally just try to keep it going without any mention. Oh, of yeah. Anything, Which, again, right? it like yeah. it speaks to trust your audience. Not, yeah, not respecting the audience at all. Like, TV they won't stupid, notice. Stupid, yeah. you stupid lemmings. Like, so just weird. watch and give us your money. Yeah. Welcome back. I'm talking with the curator of the Museum of TV and Television, Mr. John Winslow. In our final spin-off tonight, the Simpson family finally gets the chance to show off the full range of their talents. Unfortunately, one family member didn't want that chance and refused to participate. But thanks to some creative casting, you won't even notice. Show us what you got, TV. Live from Radio City Music Room in downtown Springfield, it's the Simpson Family Smile Time Variety Hour. Featuring the Waylon Smithers Dancers and the Springfield Baggy Pants Players. And now, a family that doesn't know the meaning of the word canceled, the Simpsons! You you'd think that at the very least, like they could throw in a line that's like, "Hey, I see you got a haircut," or something like <laughs> yeah, that. I that's know. just like kind of people know that they're a little different or something. Yeah, I don't know. which I guess is then again. Sorry to bring it back to Fuller House, but it's <laughs> what they did. Listen. I don't forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically how they set up the Olsen twins thing. Yeah, where they're like, um, "Where's your sister Michelle?" Oh, she's off in New York working on her fashion business. Yeah. And then they all look at the camera for like just a, an excruciating long <laughs> time. I know I hate that so much. But anyway, so that's what they're commenting on in the Simpsons smile family smile time variety hour. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And and even the outfits are perfect. And, you know, we really are getting the Brady Bunch versus Partridge family thing going on here. What a horrible time. Cause, like, what a horrible time. <laughs> Laughing was up. Yeah, yeah, just like I think it's so funny because like it became just really like we need to sell albums. I know. <laughs> oh, just totally, like so, yeah. let's make the it's, Brady it, Bunch sing. It's a time when yeah, when comedy was literally just like singing and dancing, like just yeah. singing a cover of a song. Yeah, and you're like these these guys are funny, <laughs> good <laughs> joke. And then like, yeah, I want candy. And like, this is also <laughs> at the the height of you know Happy Days was on the air, and so there's like a, a this huge fashion fashion fascination excuse me with um the 1950s and so even yeah. shanana had like their own like variety hour yeah everybody did and then i'm sure the jackson five had their own thing i know that they had a cartoon as well that was another thing that was happening the beatles had their own saturday morning cartoon right. jackson five was doing that as well what the fuck was happening i, I, I mean I, that's kind of what happens on um fallon and a lot of late night stuff now too where it's like we've kind of moved away from just like straight 
jokes and now it's like all these segments so i mean it still exists today in different ways and it's just evolved a lot so it's really interesting yeah that's a great point that makes me feel bad about this. <laughs> uh, I want to describe the grimace that Julia had when I said that. <laughs> it made me think if like, I oh no, do you write on Fallon? No, I'm just, I'm not going to, I want to have a career. Um, uh, so. Uh, I'm, I'm grimacing too. I've, I've been but I like, I like, I'm grimacing, but in like the McDonald's grimace. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm just really very hungry. Very and yeah, I'm, I'm getting very hamburgers. purple. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm muscling hamburgers. Yeah, I, I mean, the, that's not even a um, that's not even a, a slam against those shows. It's just kind of the state that TV is in. Right. And, and if you don't play along, you're kind of like, well, you're canceled. Yeah, <laughs> like it's and, it, and it that's yeah. what you need. Relates to I think the worst term to come out of the early millennium, uh, which is snackable content. <laughs> I hate that term. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. so much, bad. but it's, so bad. it's very true. Um, you know, it's it's not a secret bite-sized comedy bite-sized <laughs> comedy that that we are consuming um content in shorter and shorter periods of time and or increments i suppose and so you have to get something that's going to be like this viral video that like just you know changes the course of the internet for a day oh sure well i, I mean i think that's kind of the thing is like it, it's just a constant reminder that like it's just money yeah like, it is i know and, and it's just like, advertising that's everyone knows i guess yeah. but like to have it rubbed so much in your face like <laughs> Oh right, yeah. Like if if you know you can have a Mike Tyson show, right, right, right. <laughs> like, it, it is just money. I mean, there are um, networks that try to be a little bit more artistic with it. Obviously, you know, Adult Swim oh, is sure. constantly trying to be like a rebellious teen against you know the advertising industry, and and even though they have all of these investors and they have to appease them to in some way, yeah. you know, we see a lot of like their interstitials and their bumpers commenting on you know, kind of like going against that. Mm -hmm. But overall, yes, there is like big daddy advertising that all of these TV shows have to bow down to. Yeah. Um, This, yeah, this whole episode is so, or this segment is just very funny because it does show you just kind of like the the evolution of television. Um, Not even at this time, but just throughout the thing. It seems to always happen, like where it gets bad and then it gets great again and then it gets bad. I know, right after this, the wire. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, it is funny because this is what it would look like if, you know, you you have uh, like network notes happening yeah. with the Simpsons. Like this, these are things that they wanted to do. That mm-hmm. is why we got the Poochie oh, yeah. episode. And, and, and a show, I mean, has to be as, as popular as the Simpsons was for long enough to even be able to like do an episode like this. I feel where like they get to comment on other things without having to, I mean like they're a cash cow too. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Which they make fun of, you know. And, oh, oh, yeah, and absolutely. That's, that's actually one of the most interesting things. I hope everyone has seen the Jibber Jab episode uh, with the Simpsons writers. It's such a great roundtable discussion with Conan and a few writers that I think uh, I think a lot of you might not even know just because they're earlier and um, they didn't do too many things after this. And one of the conversations that they have is like, while they were making millions of dollars off of Bart Simpson shirts, uh, they couldn't afford to like have good catered food in the writers' room or like get them like oh, a nice vacation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. they weren't making money. They were having to find different things. Like, I think that the Simpsons writers should never have to work again. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that they don't. Many of but them um, might not. <laughs> not now, but, like, the first, like, yeah, two right. seasons. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that just plays into, like, 
people don't understand like the path of money if mm-hmm. something is um, successful and um, they think that oh if I know about this thing especially in this new modern age if I know about this thing and it's like popular enough to, to be like a meme on the internet like surely you must be a millionaire I think that everybody just like has <laughs> yeah. this antiquated belief that like you know everyone just like makes a million dollars oh, off yeah. of something if it becomes successful at viral. all like people yeah. think that Twitter makes you money right it's right. so weird it's yeah, so I know. weird there was a great article that was in the op-ed section of the New York Times recently uh, so written good. by Jake Flores mm-hmm. um, who is a comedian in New York and and my friend and he's great and we should have him on the podcast but he wrote a tweet that like Bette Midler retweeted that then <laughs> I know but then it like went super viral and I think the tweet was basically like I feel like America is like um in like uh what do you, do you yeah know? it's basically in its last season and the writer's room of ru- the writer's room has run out of ideas yeah the writer's room has run out of oh, ideas funny, yeah. so it, you know he yeah funny tweet but he it was fairly innocuous like he didn't think anything of it just like all tweets that we write Mm -hmm. and he wrote this piece about how you know like he was mystified by this one tweet being the thing that took off and yet his life is unchanged (laughs) you know so i think that there's like a, a huge misconception that happens yeah. Unless you're Kim Kardashian or, or Ashton Kutcher or Which or I am. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which he is. I am. Um, then you don't get money from Twitter. You don't get money for, you know, having a YouTube channel unless you're like, you know, racking up like hundreds and thousands of followers. Yeah, I yeah. make like six dollars a month on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh, brag. <laughs> I know. Ooh. I get a fat order of fries every month. Cool. <laughs> um, That's pretty nice. <laughs> so I love I love the Simpsons coming out. They're dancing, which is, you know, dancing dancing and singing but then they do their roll call which i think is great oh yeah um are there any favorite do you have a favorite roll call uh, I, mean, I mean lisa's is great lisa's is fantastic so, so strange and <laughs> incorrect uh god what, what was marge's again oh what was marge's? marge's is really funny yeah can we pull that up um this my internet is barely working i, I think that marge always has the best line in a situation where it's like uh, say something interesting about yourself <laughs> and Marge is always just like ah eh, you know I'm <laughs> hanging out and <laughs> exactly um it's I I love Bart's like eager participation in this too he's just like I'm yeah. for it oh yeah yeah <laughs> and then uh of course we get to it's like you know cut where's where's Homer and he's hiding and uh he's like I was afraid of ghosts and he's like I didn't say ghost I said guest yeah. <laughs> and then of course we, we have a special <laughs> guest tonight Mr. <laughs> Tim Conway which is such a funny goes, guest what's, said, a, what's Tim a Tim Conway, Conway? <laughs> goes ah, about 120 pounds yeah 180 pounds or <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what a great joke <laughs> what a, a great joke line. uh and then well, we get to this thing where Homer is just like, uh, wouldn't it be funny? Or do you ever imagine what we'd look like if we were beavers? And then Marge's like read of, yes. It's, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's so the most shoehorned question. <laughs> hey, what if we were beavers? <laughs> yes. Know. And here's what that would look like yeah. right now. That's what all those shows were. It was just like, let's put them in funny hats. Again, yeah. hat comedy comes back, you guys. <laughs> it, it, it's a play on like one word where like yeah. they're like, you know, Bart says damn in hell. You know, what if, what if they lived in a dam? And Bart would have to say damn all the time. Like It's just a, a, an entire sketch based off one joke, which is always 
is the worst thing. Totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I that said, I love how they all look as as beavers. I think that's the comedy they that I it, that yeah. I like. Maggie's got <laughs> one tooth and everyone else. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and of course, just the conceit, just like, and then the boss is a skunk, and then they they <laughs> they get very meta and just like. I want that sketch like uh, stricken from the record. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we we get them all sitting around this diner, and Marge is reading the news and reading all the bad things that are happening in the world. And she's kind of just like, "How are we supposed to be funny if we have all these sad things happening?" And then we just get this ridiculous "I want candy" cover from Homer. Yeah. Uh, and in between every line, sweet, this sweet candy. <laughs> yeah. This is a joke that I never or like. This is just a series of jokes I never got as a kid where Marge is just like in between every line just saying like, but what about like these things happening? Yeah. And uh, like she does seem just like very nagging mom in this, but now it's so funny. Like, oh my God. That's yeah. the part that makes this joke work. It feels so high school theater with her sitting on stage with, like at a, at a table reading a newspaper yeah. and being like, oh, world suffering? Oh, <laughs> look at this, you know. Yeah, uh, and, and, and they can't think of any pro greater than candy. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the best they can come up with in terms of what is good in the world. I, I do love if uh, Marge saying, if you won't think of society's ills, at least think of our dentist bills. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> And then we have, that sparks a whole sequence of, you know, Smithers. That's the best part. Crack that whip. Licorice whip. And then he just goes, I said whip it. Licorice whip. Licorice whip. He doesn't quite know how to sing. And then, of course, we finally have your Jasper. He goes, lollipop, 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 lollipop. And then he tries to pop it in his mouth like a child would. And then his dentures fall out. I think that's like one of the biggest like Simpsons sound bites. Like like I've heard yeah. that clip sans video like <laughs> really? a thousand times just because I think it's something that everyone knows. Like yeah. I it's on the albums, yeah. having like when Napster first came out, like <laughs> no! files that are like Simpsons clips, ten minutes of the of your favorite characters talking <laughs> and it's all funny. out of context. But like that so one funny. was like I love that. it all off. Yeah. Um I also love of course um Hans Moleman. Um, he has oh, yeah. <laughs> he has a poem which is I think that I shall never see my cataracts are blinding me which is just like why would you think that that and he was has like a flower that like <laughs> droops down <laughs> yeah. yeah the little sound effect God. well now we have I'm not sure if you guys uh, this is like brand new television um, now we have the variety show is starting to come back the Maya and Marty show, the Maya Rudolph Martin Short show. I didn't know oh, about that. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, well, I think it just premiered yeah. recently. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be on NBC, but I know that this is like her third, Maya Rudolph's third attempt at a variety show. All right. um, she's passionate about it. She's very yeah. passionate about it. But but we may see similar kind of tomfoolery laden segments. I mean, I mean, the chemistry between Maya Rudolph and Martin Short is legendary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they both a have a strong a current of their own individual oh, chemistry yeah. with the world. <laughs> yeah, We're and that's get dolls all that of matters. Both of them and make them kiss all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's be I would love that. My oh. child will have that. <laughs> and they will hate me forever. I think about that a lot. Forcing your child to be as weird as we were. Oh, <laughs> I know. Mom, get me the Martin Short doll. <laughs> I, a kid I, in I 2016 had, saying that. I was talking to Mike the other day, and I, I told him, I said, you know that like there will be a moment 
with our future children where like our three-year-old will turn to us and go stop doing a bit (laughs) (laughs) we will establish what bits are very early yeah my my children will hopefully never be able to tell the difference (laughs) their entire life and they'll think that that's the real me yeah (laughs) well i've I've already like surrendered the fact that like i'm gonna give my children like a terrible childhood because like they'll be coming from a loving family (laughs) oh yeah oh absolutely yeah they're gonna be the outliers at their preschool greater because their parents love each other (laughs) um so of course we get to uh phil hartman kind of describing like what's going to happen next we talked a little bit about this earlier just about magic powers wedding after wedding and then my favorite uh which is actually in the guidebook is you you kind of like go through the different uh grooms and uh, one of them is uh i don't remember which is itchy or scratchy but the mouse Okay. Uh, as being the groom, yes, I think, yes. is a, a beautiful image. <laughs> Just that <laughs> spinoff would be fantastic. Um, but long, la- long lost triplets, mm-hmm. that visual, I think, is beautiful. It's yeah. Bart and Rastafarian Bart <laughs> and Cowboy Bart, <laughs> Cowboy I believe, Bart. are the three drums. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Uh, um, are there any other uh, moments that we may have missed on this episode that particularly stick out to you? Oh, man. I'm really racking my brain now. I, I mean, I, I, I know I'm. We did I'm, a pretty good job covering it all. I think so. Yeah. yeah, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. I have some trivia that Let's we haven't hear. discussed. Oh, so, um, Ken Keeler came up with the idea for this episode with just one simple statement. <gasps> Let's do spinoffs. <laughs> 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 and uh, we kind of covered it a little bit, but Matt Groening was uh, originally opposed to them doing spinoffs because he thought that um, people would take it too seriously. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, this same idea came up later in um, the season 11 episode, Behind the Laughter. And um, over the course of the show, and we've discussed this a little bit in earlier episodes with Josh Weinstein and other people that have written on The Simpsons. But um, they have been contemplating doing the, like legitimate spinoffs of The Simpsons, one that was um, primarily focusing on the Springfield citizens. And I don't know if they uh, like came out with an official title for it, but I think it was just called Springfield in mm-hmm. like their working title. Um, but then also there was a spinoff that Matt Groening wanted. Yeah. Um, and this this was the Matt Groening show. The <laughs> Matt Groening show. He wanted it. Um, uh, it would. It was in 1994. He wanted to uh, do a live action spinoff of a show starring Krusty that would be starring Dan Castellaneta. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Um, that would be very strange. And they actually wrote they <laughs> actually wrote a, a pilot script where Krusty moved to Los Angeles and got his own <laughs> talk show. And a recurring joke throughout the script was that Krusty lived in a house on wooden stilts, which were continuously being gnawed at by beavers. See, that's what I thought you meant oh when you said God, that really? mentioning beavers in this episode. So very beaver heavy episode. Beaver heavy, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're really lear- uh, earning our explicit rating. Okay. <laughs> Eventually, uh, the contract negotiations fell apart and Grading decided to stop working on the project. But then, of course, later we see in The Simpsons uh, 22 short films about Springfield, yeah. which kind of explores a similar, you know, um, structure to yeah. to what we experience in this episode um, and allowed them to kind of do these like spin-off E segments that weren't officially these these segments but it was um kind of like a, a backdoor pilot yeah um to the springfield show that that could have been i always think that's so interesting when someone's like well we have got to make a show that is just really puts these people in the spotlight because no one ever realizes that the fact like the reason these people are so funny on the show is because it, it's they always come in based on a problem that the main uh, yeah, uh, right. group has. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's never interesting to watch them. Like, if you just watched Apu at work, like, <laughs> f- it would be so boring. Like, no. 
know. That's well, how I feel yeah. about um, season two of Twin Peaks. So in season two, um, we get David Lynch and Mark Frost kind of off the project for a while. And so then it's all B story all the time. Yeah. And a lot of people hate it. Uh, namely myself, because <laughs> we move away from the main story, which is why you're watching the show in the first place. I that know. happened with Lost as well. We get all these weird... Jack goes to somewhere in Asia, gets tattoos. There are spiders killing people, but not really killing people. It's just like, get to the smoke monster. Why is there a polar bear? And, and, and the same with Game of Thrones. I feel like a lot of um, you know shows that had like a, a central storyline... Like something that was spanning over the course of, you know, the first season at least, but mm-hmm. like several seasons with Game of Thrones. If they drop that and focus a lot on the side characters, which they have a plenty, I find that people tend to like turn away from the show oh, because sure. it's they were locked into the show on a promise and now that promise is sort of being fragmented. Yeah. Uh, I mean I mean with that show I would say that um they've they've done a, a pretty good job at least of making there not be really a main character so right. it's 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 a it's i guess like a little excusable but yeah i i, I totally get like you know i mean there are it's people that no one cares now. about and yeah. then you also have to remember so many things constantly i know I know, like, yeah. I know i know it's yeah i my experience in watching game of thrones now uh here's my opinion no one asked for it but um <laughs> is uh me just going wait 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 wait. was i looking at my phone the entire time <laughs> yeah, this character sure, was yeah. introduced who the f is this yeah uh, uh, anyway back to the springfield spinoff uh one more thing about it um the way that the show would be structured would be similar to the way this episode is where it'd be three different stories kind of like a treehouse of horror um where it would be like different little you know stories that were yeah. contained so even some of those stories may be adventures with young homer that has like yes. nothing to do with oh. anything else oh, man. i would um, love that yeah me too i <laughs> would just watch of young homer. <laughs> i know oh, it's God, like young so indiana great. jones or something um, but yeah, the idea never came to be, um, and uh, it's it's been publicly stated that Groening realized that the staff did not have the manpower to produce another show as well as The Simpsons. I mean, tell that to Seth MacFarlane, and yeah. uh, and they <laughs> and then the he made Futurama, and then he, right. he made Futurama, one of the best the shows s- of all time. The exactly. staff believe uh, it is something that they would still be interested in doing, and could happen someday. I'm, I I honestly would not be surprised if it happened. Like we're 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 totally gonna get a show where Homer has his like first donut or something and it's like a three hour <laughs> like movie or something God, it, if so it crazy. if it was bill and josh then i would be 100 percent. and it still could be still could yeah. be although we hear that there is a there is a new mac reigning uh josh weinstein project that is we don't know what that is yet Ooh. so we'll see. is that public knowledge uh he said that but didn't give us more woo 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 so we will see um so that is the episode. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think if there are any other moments, but I think that's it. So um, what kind of, uh, well, first of all, uh, we have a few questions. Which character do you relate to the most or even just like the most? Oh, man, I was thinking about this. This kept me up the other <laughs> night for some dumb reason. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cliché. But I love Millhouse. Yes, Millhouse is great. <laughs> um, cliche. People I give different <laughs> answers, but I love that. I, I like uh, I, my favorite episode might be uh, a, a fish called Selma, just because I love it's so um, good. Troy McClure. Yeah, and uh, it's so tender. But um, it it, it uh, my favorite character might be Mo. I think just because it's just like such such like sadness, and watching him really like. Like there, there, there are times where he tries to kind of like come out and like have a good time, <laughs> and he just gets shot down, and like him hitting on Marge and all these things. <laughs> Mitch. Like, yeah, it's it's just such a pathetic character that um, 
you, you you feel for, but it's never not fun to watch him just like fall flat on his face or be called like the ugliest man on earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love him. And, uh, you know, I know that this has been already kind of on the longer side just because we had so much to get into, but I would love yeah. to know just uh, briefly kind of like what your experience with the show is just because I, I know that you write comedy mm-hmm. which of which i am a fan oh thank you so much yeah um, <laughs> i'm not i have some notes <laughs> oh, god no uh well i uh i mean this is like it's probably my favorite show or, or or at least the one that's like informed my like just thoughts on everything mm-hmm. really it's really <laughs> weird to say but like i th- it i mean i think that any like major fan of the show can say that they see the world like through the lens of the Simpsons in a weird way. Like it's more than just a show. It's just kind of like a, it's a, way of a life. weird philosophy, which is so dorky. <laughs> no, but no, like, no, it is no, kind no. of true. Yeah. It's, we're not saying surfing. Uh, <laughs> we're saying the Simpsons. Um, but yeah, it's like the show that like um, my, my parents split up when I was pretty young and like I, we, we would just watch the show together like as a family. And it's like my, like my, best memory of like my whole family together is just watching the Simpsons and uh just uh yeah I mean I kept up with it it there were so many things that I didn't get until I got older and it just gets funnier to me like every time I watch it it's so good I think that's such a credit to I mean in contrast directly to the shows that they're parodying in this episode but Mm -hmm. it's such a credit to the Simpsons staff giving a shit Oh, totally, yeah. Painstakingly so. I'm sure, you know, logging long hours in the writer's room wanting to get everything correct. No, they they try so hard. And, like, hardly a moment goes by without hearing, like, a joke where you're like, that's the best thing that could have been (laughs) said at that given moment. Like, there's not a lot of filler on the show at all. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And then um, if you could give us some kind of like lesson or takeaway from this episode. Oh, this episode? Okay. Um, (laughs) This, I think the lesson with this episode is um, everything is bad. (laughs) 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 Like, like honestly, like uh, it's all about money, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Things will, I I think, I think that they, um, say in this episode i think at the end troy mcclure says like and and the show will continue until it is not profitable <laughs> yes which is which is true yeah which is true about <laughs> anything in the world especially yeah. uh, tv will, shows it's not precious yeah and 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 the worse something gets the happier the characters become yeah. <laughs> you will see i mean like any show that is like on its last legs everyone is like doing the macarena <laughs> and just like dancing and just like smiling and waving at the camera and yeah. just like cracking just up Stella getting her groove back over and over. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it, it's just, I, I, I think this is, you know, even though it's like one of the more high concept episodes, I think it's the best example of like where we are as like a culture. <laughs> well, especially in like Hollywood in the biz, Oh yeah, big you know, time. like it's, everything is very like, you know, transitory and like, you know, fleeting. Like yeah, totally. You're only as good as like your last whatever and then people just dispense of you. Oh, it's, yeah. I love so you, babe, and, and goodbye. Babe. Yeah, or, or you'll get like one more shot because people are like, well, you know, people, I know. <laughs> sure, the Simpsons are over, but uh, Mo and Grandpa, people <laughs> are clamoring for those So you have to, to have a back. sense of humor about it because nothing is precious and people don't truly value your skills. Oh, totally. And, and I can like, I mean... I love like stuff that's bad. Like yeah. I, I love mystery science theater and stuff like that. Just like things that you can shit on are right. great. And it's, it's in, a in, in their own way. And you know, people can 
I'm, I'm not like bitter about anything. Like if, <laughs> if someone wants to like something, that's all. That's fine to them. You know, like people yeah. love some of the worst or, or things that I don't like at all. And that's like, you know, for whatever. Sure. If it makes you happy, it's go for it. It's their own journey. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and thank you so much for being on the show today. Mm, anytime. Um, so where can people find your stuff? And do you have anything to plug? Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> people, uh, I have... My Twitter is Chris Stevens MD. That's me online, baby. That's where I talk about online things. Uh, I do a sketch show monthly at uh, Meltdown Theater. It's called The Wheel Show. It's great. I do it with some very funny people. Uh, a past guest of yours, Joe Quazala. Yes. Who is uh, really in, uh, he's a mean man in real life. I want to get that out there. Oh, really no. Mean, terrible guy. Uh, thanks so much for having me. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You're unplugging your own mic as you're I saying I am. This. I'm starting a podcast called Joe Quazala. <laughs> mean dude. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, it's a I would listen show. to that actually because that would stand out in the sea of podcasts. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Like just one podcast Finally, dedicated someone's to someone. It like it is. <laughs> that someone doesn't like. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. Okay. Uh, anything else you need to plug? Um, no. Oh, you know what? One more thing, please. I do a show. Uh, I think it's going to be like a yearly thing now at UCB called uh, Bill and Ted's Spooky Halloween Spooktacular. Oh, yeah. It's coming. It's not for a while, but uh, it's like the thing I look forward to more than anything. We do a just a really, really bad Halloween show uh, in the guise of a Universal Studios Bill and Ted show. And check that out. I actually just rewatched all of it uh, because it is on YouTube. Oh, on, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Nick Ciarelli has it up. Nick Ciarelli, um, I wrote it with. It's, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh, come on. It's, I'm not joking. Uh, it's very funny. I cannot wait for the next one. So be on the lookout for that at UCB. It's a good time. Uh, it's going to be a good time. And then, uh, Julia, where can people find you? At Julia Prescott on all the things. And then you can find me at Allie Gertz uh, on all the things. And you could find our um, intern, Brandon, at Hell Yes Brandon on Twitter. And then you could follow us at Simpsons Pod and go to our Patreon. We're going to start doing some of those bonus episodes for people that are helping us. And thank you so much if you are already a Patreon subscriber. It is helping us so much. Uh, you can probably tell their stuff sounds better. Everything is just running a little bit more smooth. Uh, and we're going to have a website soon. Everything's coming together. I got an announcement about Patreon. Oh, let's hear oh, it. I got an announcement. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I know, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, our Patreon incentives are changing slightly. So if you are already oh. a, uh, I know, everything, the, cha the, the game is changing. <laughs> um, uh, now we take money from you and go off to Tijuana, Mexico? I don't know. Um, okay. So the different levels of supporting us, um, if you support us at the bottom level, which I think is a dollar, you get our eternal appreciation, your name read on the show. The next one up is $5. You get your name read on the show, and then you get to ask our guest questions. That is very important and very big. Nobody has done this yet. <laughs> uh, so keep in mind, we have some very cool guests coming up, including yeah. Weird Al himself. What? Um, we so will if you not have questions for Weird Al, please. <laughs> no one's going to listen to this one. Oh, God, no. Yeah, they just threw their phone out of the oh, moving God. vehicle. I can say anything I want. No one's listening to this. But, um, but if you are if you are supporting us, we will let you know upcoming <laughs> guests, uh, which Shit. include Weird Al, um, the, the director Weird Eric Appel, um, 
uh, Brooks Whelan of Saturday Night Live and stand-up comedy and blah, blah, blah. And we have some cool people um, coming up. So if you have some questions for them or if you just have general questions for either of us or for uh, Simpsons lovers, then please send us that. And then there will be other incentives like you can get your own, um, you know, supporter-only email newsletter. And then the tap one, which we are still doing, and it is uh, it is a real good one. Uh, I, Julie Prescott, will make you a personalized mix from the perspective of a Simpsons character. I've already made a Mo one. <laughs> it is so good. Oh, man. And uh, I filled it with a bunch of sad songs about suicide, including Elton John's song. <laughs> uh, said, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> and it is the most upbeat, dancey song you've ever Hell heard. Yeah. And these are only available for people that are on our Patreon, so check that out. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun time. Yeah. We, Subscribe we have fun. and get a song about killing yourself. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, thank you so much. Uh, this has been a pleasure and we will see you next week alright bye bye lollipop lollipop oh lolly lollipop lollipop